Well, the town of Innisfil is looking to the future for inspiration for their new city plans. The city has put together master plans for a project they call the Orbit. And here to talk more about it is Tim Kane, the director of growth at the town of Innisfil, and Jason Rayner, who's the chief administrative officer for Innisfil. Both of uh, both of them join us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Tim, Jason, good afternoon. Thanks so much for coming on. Good afternoon, Jeff. Afternoon. Uh, Jason, let me start with you. Uh, tell us a bit about the orbit and uh, why this uh, whole project is based around a uh, GO train station coming there to uh, Innisfil. Why is that uh, key or central to these plans? Yeah, thanks, Jeff. I think it's, uh, it's not common to be able to start from a blank slate. Uh, so where the GO train station is going to go in Innisfil is, you know, literally in a field uh, today. And so it gives us this opportunity to say, you know, if we if we started with a, a blank slate, what would we do, and and how would we learn from perhaps you know our history and the mistakes uh, or the the paths that other municipalities have taken, uh, and try to do something different that you know really uh, puts the GO train station at the center of what we're calling the orbit, uh, and build the community around it uh, over the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Is that because public transit is going to be a key initiative moving forward? Yeah, I think so, Jeff. It's uh, n- not only the the train, but also you know active transportation. Uh, this concept uh, introduces uh, bike lanes and bike trails uh, that connects the lake with our rural landscape as well. Um, and we do think that you know as autonomous vehicles are introduced and we shift away from the car as the centerpiece of municipalities of the future. Um, that we want that kind of walkability. All right, let's get to Tim in here. Tim Kane, the director of growth for uh, Innisfil. And uh, Tim, building on the GO train uh, project, uh, the first parts uh, of the orbit, I understand, will be a uh, tower that is a mixed-use development that would actually be built in and around or just even over top of this GO train station? Yeah, the idea is to is to reimagine how we how we build that rail station. So, you know, the, the station itself needs some momentum. You know, we want to build it differently and not have it you know, stuck on the on the side of, of the rail line and have it central to the orbit concept. So when we build that station, uh, there will be surrounding supporting development, including mixed-use buildings and residential buildings to support that station and create that ignition factor as well, right, that we want in the beginning of this project to maintain momentum of, of people knowing when they come to a different destination or a different rail station, they know that they're entering Innisville and, and know that they're entering the influence of that new orbit that we're trying to create. All right. And is it called the orbit? And are we seeing, Jason, this mixed-use building built around a potential GO train station there? Because your uh, thought is that maybe people will travel into work, uh, into the city, and then back to Innisfil, and that this is all uh, close uh, to the GO train station where they can get on and off and are traveling great distances? Yeah, that's exactly right, Jeff. And I think, you know, long term, our hope is that as the GO train goes both ways, we'll see a reverse commute happen uh, over time as businesses locate right in the orbit. Um, so people coming from Vaughan and, and you know, the GTHA um, over, you know, the long term as uh, that, that route gets electrified. Uh, you know, the concept is how do we think about what 800 meters from the station would look like, which is, you know, a good uh, reasonable walking 10-minute walk, uh, and, and imagine what that will look like over 50 years and plan for it now and sort of future-proof that instead of trying to graft on, you know, uh, piece by piece uh, that, that other municipalities have done. All right, so the Orbit has a GO train station with a four-tower mixed-use development built over top of that station. I want to touch on a couple of the other key components. And, uh, Tim, uh, one of them that really caught my eye was pedestrian-first streets. What do you mean by that exactly? What does that look like? 
Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, Jason alluded to that earlier, where we want to wean ourselves off the automobile. So, you know, given the long-term vision of this of this orbit, um, you know, we have to plan and, as Jason also mentioned, future-proof uh, this city so it can grow with those changes that are that are bound to happen. So, you know, you know, where there might be accommodations for vehicles at the moment is, you know, that very specific bandwidth that we have along these roads and pathways within the orbit. How do those paths evolve and and make themselves available to um, pedestrian connections? more so as as the reliance on the car declines. So when you call pedestrian first uh, these streets, does that mean that the sidewalks would be uh, wider, there'd be uh, more square footage for pedestrians as opposed to vehicles or cars? Of, of course, yeah, reducing that reducing that bandwidth or that dedicated road to vehicles and putting it towards those other modes of transport that we know that people in more dense urban situations, you know, where they are able to walk to places can do so in a much more uh, pleasant environment and encourage them to do that and perpetuate that concept of, of weaning ourselves off of driving everywhere. Yeah, Jason, uh, who's the Chief Administrative Officer for uh, Innisfil with us as well, Jason Rayner. Uh, Jason, obviously here on talk radio, you're speaking to a lot of people that are in their cars listening right now. Why is it you and Innisfil are so convinced that the cars are not the way forward or the wave of the future? Yeah, it's a good, it's a really good question, Jeff. Uh, and we know that it's not going to happen tomorrow, so you know we want to be clear about that. But you know, our perspective is that when you think of the cities that you love to visit uh, and that you love to to go and and check out, you know, often that involves walking and and being able to experience the city, not really from your car. I mean, I suppose there's some cities like the auto, you know, in Germany, the autobahn or something, you know, the driving is the experience, but those would be the exceptions, not the rule, right? Uh, we're, we're trying to create a space where people want to be. And, you know, I think it may sound strange, but I'm not sure how often municipalities ask themselves, you know, should we be reimagining what sidewalks look like? I mean, they've kind of been the same for a really long time. Uh, and so we want to think about, you know, all seasons, right? How do we create spaces where people can walk around and not necessarily throw everything underground like in Ottawa or other places, but actually create that space that people really enjoy. You know, uh, we call it social collisions in, in the municipal world. Hmm. How do we get people bumping into each other, having a coffee, you know, and, uh, and building that community feeling? Tim, as part of the uh, conversation when it comes to uh, reimagining sidewalks, has it been to make sidewalks like those skywalks we see at Pearson? Wouldn't that be great if uh, we, we could actually walk uh, outside on those? It would be, and that's, you know, that's why the whole idea of the vision is to generate these discussions and these ideas, because, you know, the next part is, you know, as much as uh, blood, sweat, and tears went into this vision, you know, the next part and the real work begins is where we start to actually implement and, and tell ourselves and ask ourselves what this means. So, yes, and that's why we're excited about going out and engaging with the community over the next few months and, and getting those big ideas, because, quite frankly, those bigger ideas, those big ideas are on the table. Um, and if it's skyways or... Other ways that, you know, get people excited and identify this community and ignite um, the passion of that community that we want, then by all means, let's talk about it and let's plan for it. Well, you talk about excitement, Tim, and as the director of growth there in Innisfil, just how exciting has it been to work on this project? I mean, this just sounds like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to take, as you guys describe it, a blank canvas and imagine what your city, your town is going to look like 20, 30, 50 years from now. Yeah, Jeff, I am very fortunate. It is definitely a high point in my career, and it's and it's it is because of the whole confluence of events too that got us here, right? It's it's a great staff that we work with. It's a very supportive council that we have, and we have great partners at all levels of government as well that see the benefits of this vision.
So is Tim the a dreamer and Jason is the chief administrative officer? Are you the one that's got to kind of scale back the dreams? Are you the dream crusher because you're looking at the bottom line, Jason? I like to say dream manager. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Well, this is a really exciting stuff. Thank you both for joining us this afternoon, and we're going to be watching Innisfil closely as you guys move forward with uh, the orbit. Tim Kane, Jason Rayner, thank you both so much again. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much.